0: International break is in full swing and today we mix it up. We give you the viewer the chance to pick the podcast episode. We asked the question on our Instagram page and you answered. So we have gone ahead with England and the Nations League debate. That's what we're talking today. Let's roll that intro. Here we go. Hello and welcome to the Lost in Possession podcast. If you're here for the first time, hit that subscribe button. Give us a follow on Instagram while you're there. And the reason to do that, as I said in the start of this video, is today we have mixed it up. Today we asked the question on our Instagram page, what do you want us to talk about? What do you want the podcast topic to be on? And you guys answered. So shout out to Joel, shout out to Jay Morgan. He chose... Why do the English hate the Nations League? It's useful for lesser ranked teams. So today, that is the debate. So I think the best place to start is probably, do the English actually hate the Nations League? Jamie, we'll come to you first. Do you hate the Nations League? Yes,
1: but I'm very much anti-international football. Um, Definitely club over country kind of. Person, so absolutely, I'm one of the people who dislike it. It's another tournament to add more games on that takes away from club football. So to me, I'm one of the people in the hate hate Nations League sort of t- section.
0: All right, Reese, what about you? Where where do you where do you sit?
2: I like it. I do like it. I I think it gives. At least it's that we have to go through friendlies whether international friendlies whether we like it or not. Um and at least it gives something or a bit of a reason to them and gives you a reason to stay competitive during the friendlies, I think. Um and I think that's that's one of the most important things. But I do see the arguments that it's a perhaps just another way of lining, you know, the governing bodies to lining line their pockets. So but I like it. I've got no no calms about it. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say I, I don't mind it. I don't mind the the principle of it. I think as English England fans, you know, we, we can't be picky. Like we, you know, we're we're like the the Spurs in the Premier League, right? You've not won a trophy for X amount of years. You want to win anything you can. Sorry to dig out Spurs there already, but you know, we we've not won a trophy. We know how long it's been. We don't need reminding. And ultimately the Nations League is an opportunity for a a trophy. Like it's as simple as that. Um, I think for me as well, in terms of the sort of four arguments, obviously we'll get into it a bit more. The the four case for the Nations League is, is, you know, who won the first one? I think it was France. Like already who wins it gives the competition integrity. The fact that only the people who can win it are the ones in Group A or or Group 1, whatever you call it, that gives it integrity because it's only going to be the best teams who can actually win the Nations League and therefore it becomes a bit more prestigious now, do we think it it is the same as the World Cup and the Euros? I think it's fair to say it's not. But let's be fair; we'd still be having beers, we'd still be celebrating in the streets if England won it. So, I think any international trophy is a big deal for me. So that's why I prefer it. Now, touching on the injury side, Jamie, I know you're sort of you'd rather not see. City players play if that makes sense if they win it and not get injured would your I know it's, it's hard to say in hindsight but would your opinion change then slightly
1: well really it's sort of like when the Euros comes on when the World Cup comes on I'm an England fan there's no there's no club football I'm an England fan I'm watching so I'll cheer on England but otherwise I don't want any any City player injured and if they win it it's well done but I'm not you know overjoyed by it it's sort of like I'm not I'm not too bothered if that makes sense so that's how I kind of would go about it it's you support your team that you're like I support the country so I'll support England so then I'll care about England and care about the games but I will also also have in the back of my mind if I see touch wood and all this like Phil Foden get his leg broken I'm going to be absolutely pissed like more much more so than if I saw like I said touch wood don't wash this on anyone say Saka I'm going to be much more bothered for that reason but I'm also going to be sort of like bothered for one for England and then two for club whereas like I said with Saka for the example I'm be bothered for England then I'm not fast. but then if I see I think, sort of like if you had the final where it's France versus Argentina, there was no City players in France and there was a player for Argentina with Alvarez. I actually didn't. I wanted Argentina to win, but it wasn't even for Alvarez. (laughs) I wanted it for Messi. So to me, it, it didn't really affect how I felt about it. It was nice to see him do well, but it doesn't affect me like it does for club football or if England lost, for example. I'm more. I'd be more annoyed with England losing than let's say there's one city player in the England team and like four for four for France and France knocks us out. I'm not happy then. I'm disappointed for England.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. I think where I disagree is is like I as long as they don't get injured, which obviously is it's all hindsight. But I like to see the players at the club do well internationally one cuz it's just good it's nice to see the players you support do well but also like for their career you know prime example you know let let's say the england in in the euros final obviously we lost but imagine what it does for those players and those careers their confidence their everything for that england side i know it's england cuz we support it but let's say alvarez right that has done a lot for alvarez's career already and you can de- we, we can debate it but everyone now refers to him as a world cup winner he's been sensational since that and he's become a breakout star i know it sounds bad when he's won a world cup but
1: i think he i think he you can argue that he has this season but he was still he was he was a bit more than a bit part player that last year but in our first 11 he wasn't in it and we won the treble so it's that it's sort of like he's people people were saying like he's completed football because he's won that and it but he wasn't, you know, integral to that treble win inside he was a part of it, a good part of it, but yeah, I still don't think that really matters. I think when they go back to the end of their career, they're going to be like wow, what, what a career, but for me personally, I couldn't care less about him having a world cup statue in his front room. It doesn't affect me argentina winning it doesn't actually affect me like i said i wanted Messi to win it but that like now if he lost i still wouldn't have been that bothered (laughs) i'd have gotten over it pretty quickly where where if you go with city losing to chelsea in the champions league final i still don't like hearing that we've won it since i still don't like hearing it there's a complete difference of association i have it so that yeah that's where i'm not that fussed about my player city players doing well in the international scene it's nice but I'd rather them be fit <laughs> for City, yeah. get get back, then they can have a longer preseason with City or a little more of a rest with City and be focused for us in
0: the season. Yeah, I think I think where I'd agree is like the the international friendlies. I think that's where I would kind of agree with you. I'm not that bothered if the players are playing in friendlies, but I think when it's competitive, I, I like seeing you know, and also call ups like. A good example for us, you know, is like Colwell getting called up to England, getting his debut. But like, I'm happy for him. Do you know what I mean? Like stuff like, although it was a friendly, that in, I, I don't know. I just like to see that personally. Um, Reese, where where
2: do you stand on this? Um, I think I think like you said, like injuries are inevitable anyway. Um, I think you could argue it does the nations league just add more games to that calendar, more stress, more pressure. Yes, yes, it does. But like I said, the goal is if you're not going to have competitive games, how are you ever going to improve? We're just kicking the ball around and having a jolly up, you know. You just do that at the park. But, so, yes, friendlies are important to maintain fitness and that aspect. But I think I think we need a little bit more competition. I think if England as a nation wants to improve as a football club, I think or as a football team, I think it's a good idea to have something like a Nations League, yes, injuries will happen, but we've got so much depth and, and a bigger squad than ever. You can call those players up. You know, yes, you believe club over country, of course, you know, you do have those longer affiliations, but it is what it is. Like, you know, your player can get injured any time. You know, he can get injured in training during the week. He can get injured picking up his remote control from the living room floor. You know, it's, it can happen at any time. So it's not, it's not like to me that it's, It's a big, big deal. So I'm still okay with it. I think it's about being sensible with management, isn't it? If if the player is being called up and they're clearly not fit, just don't play them. Like, come on now. Like, don't be silly. But that that,
1: that happens as well, doesn't it? We've got Stones hasn't played for us all season. He played maybe 15 minutes against Arsenal on the weekend. He's now in the England squad. Saka, um, I don't know if he's actually continued with the England squad. I haven't kept up to date with that but he was out for out for the city game which is one of your one of your biggest games of the season and then he's with the england squad and you're like hold on here something's not like all arsenal fans will be like well, don't play saka then otherwise he's going to get injured so i think everyone does have that biased in that way like you'll have some people who don't care who don't support our clubs if that makes sense you got a few. You got people who go to the England games and they support. Just trying to think of a random team. Let's say I don't know Plymouth. They support Plymouth. None of them players are in the England squad, so they want the best England team out and players in because they've got no. They don't care about the rest. So that's where it sort of it is all individual. But I do want to say with the Nations League, I do agree it's much better than friendlies because. Friendlies seem even more annoying to people who are club over country. Um, I do. I think we should probably mention what was said in the Instagram comment for the lesser teams and how I think it's actually really good for them. I, I do actually think for the lesser countries it really is because if you look at the um, groups for the Euros and for the World Cups, you'll see the same teams at the bottom of this playoff group uh, like San Marino, I can't think of any other team. Gibraltar, things like that. They're getting pumped every single game, losing five, six nil, and it's a moral victory if they lose three nil or score a goal. Utterly pointless games that they, they are like friendlies, but when they get to play each other in the in these sort of tournaments, it does it does do them quite good. Like, to be honest, still San Marino are... Well, from the last Group D, they did lose all four games and didn't score a single goal. But they did before... They did, I think they got a draw before, and that's that was great for them. Mm. So it saves them from being battered every game.
0: Yeah.
1: But... That's it. Like, I know it's a bit harsh, because it probably does to them, but for most other people who want to see... <laughs> the good like they want to see good quality football no one really cares there's less money in that part of it seeing san marino play Stein and pe- teams like that where you might get a draw
0: but well they can get promoted that's what we've got to remember so they've got something now relatively to strive for because they can get promoted
1: yeah i think they're still in the same mindset of if we score a goal it's good
0: yeah step by step
1: but it's still better than when they've played england several times no you know you know the result you you just think of how many they're going to score so it does work for lesser teams i personally wouldn't don't really care about it but for them that will be better for them and their confidence and quite nice for them not to be just absolutely battered for 90 minutes. So I do see it from that point of view as well.
0: I think as well, one thing I was going to say, and we sort of learned this yesterday with with Norway. So the Nations League is important. I'm not going to call Norway lesser teams. That that sounds harsh. But they're, in terms of Euro qualifiers, out, right? And we, we, you know, again, follow us on Instagram. Perfect times to plug that. But we obviously put out yesterday on our story, you know, no no Haaland, no, no Odegaard at, at the Euros. And then quickly we found out that actually, and again, this is this is part of our point of this this debate because not many people knew this. But actually now there's a chance that Norway can still qualify for the Euros through the Nations League playoffs. So we can play down the importance of it all we like, but it, it's so important for the rankings and everything else that, that Norway could now qualify for the euros Haaland, potentially one of the best strikes in the world could qualify for the euros because of the nation's league so i think if, if that's ever an argument to sort of reiterate its importance particularly on uh on, on joel's point of, of the the so-called lesser teams i think that's that's your argument there
1: well yeah norway are one of the lesser teams have never qualified for a competition <laughs> so not, for the euros or the world
2: cup so it is yeah it is a good idea isn't it you know you want to have an incentive. So what it does is, I think it helps allow other teams to get the chance to qualify. Or if you're a big club that's messed up, you've got a backup plan, right? So the more that the bigger teams disregard the Nations League, the more chance the other teams have a chance. So it is a good idea. I mean, if you look at Group A, even at the moment, um, or Group 1, you know, it was Croatia, Denmark, France and Austria. Now, two of those you'd expect to qualify for pretty much all the tournaments. The other two have a chance. <laughs> no Germany there, there's no Italy there, there's no, do you know what I mean? It's, it's a good, good opportunity to actually get, get that, you know, chance to qualify that you don't normally get. And I think if it's a World Cup, you get privilege status or something in the qualifying because so you get an easier group or a smaller group. Or So it's, it's there if you want it. You know, I think that is a good idea to encourage teams to actually give it a go. And I think, you could argue, yeah, that if you just let them qualify straight up, then what's what's the point? Yeah. But the fact that they get to have another chance is is a motivator.
0: I think that's a really good point on, on the seedings, because I was, I was doing a bit more research into that. And I, I think, again, the hardcore fans can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe England's poor performance in the in the Nations League, and we'll get on to England in a minute, but I believe that our poor performance in the Nations League impacted our seeding for the Euros qualifiers. So, obviously, in the in Euros qualifiers, which is, you know, this week, again, England, Italy, big game, um, we've got Italy and Ukraine in our group, which are two relatively tough teams. And I believe the seeding of that was due, due to our performance in the Nations League, which, again, reiterates the point. For England, luckily, it's looking like we're going to qualify. But that could impact us not getting to the Euros or the World Cup so yeah, they have they designed it in a way that it is we have to sort of support it in a way
2: yeah and it should it should be a reason to give you a kick up the backside doesn't it you know yeah. realistically who are england to disregard the nations lead they haven't won anything since 66 mm. you know and they're lucky yes their group is a little bit harder but they're lucky to be in a group with a team like italy that's still under a transition or a hangover from its euro win this was the england team of 10 years ago it might have found it a bit of a trouble You know, so, so yeah, it is a good thing, and it should tell big teams: look, if you do rubbish here, your group is going to be harder. Because I think, you know, the last thing you want is to have two teams similar to your ability or or could easily beat you. You know, you lose to them twice; that could put you six points behind them in the group, which is what you don't want. So, it is a good idea.
0: Just on that, just quickly. So, obviously, we're we're talking Nations League today, but there is a huge game tomorrow: England versus Italy in the Euros qualifiers. We will be doing a preview separately on TikTok, so if you're not already following us, make sure you are following us on TikTok. But Italy now are in a position where if we beat them tomorrow, they are six points behind us and would be level on points with Ukraine with two games to play. So we're in a, in a position where, again, because of the Nations League, in theory, the seeding, Italy could, again, touch word and all that, could not qualify for the Euros through the qualifiers. Same with Ukraine. Like one of those could potentially not qualify because of how the seasons played out. So it's actually crazy when you when you when you think about it how important it is.
1: Yeah, yeah, you don't like it's sort of obviously Italy didn't qualify for the World Cup. Big shock. So things like that could damage it. Okay, that was a different matter, but that's things that could happen. Like you say, they might not qualify for the Euros being the holders. Like It's quite unusual. But I think we also probably need to talk about England's performance in the Nations League. Now, before I do that, I just want to say the three winners of it were Portugal in 2019, France in 21 and Spain in 23. Now, all three of these have won a Euros or a World Cup or both in fairly recent history. So it's not something that everyone should just disregard because now it's happened. Like, you can discuss whether you wanted it or not, but Southgate, it's another time for him to actually go, right, we can, we should be able to try and win this, or we should be amongst it. But then we've, what, played six in the last one. We've played six, won none, drawn 3 We had hungry in the group who came second. They did very well, but we should be beating Hungary. We should be, well, to be honest, all three of them—Germany aren't in the great. Well, they've had to sack their manager because he wasn't doing very well. Italy, we're beating them now, but we didn't in the Nations League and Hungary as well. Like, it's not an easy group for a Nations League group, but to win none is dreadful. So, I think you've got to take it seriously because, like we're saying, this could stop us getting in the Euros. Could stop us getting in the World Cup and that'll be a dull bloody summer for us like <laughs> as as much as I don't like internationals I will go and watch the world cup I will watch the euros but I prefer England to be in it so I have someone to support so yeah it's worrying that we did lose or didn't win any of the games and now we're going to be in what league b or standing the second tier because we've been relegated from it
0: yeah we now can't win the Nations League yeah so yeah we've got to go another year essentially to to get out of Group B and
1: we're talking about how good sort of like with the people have been saying how good we are yeah how can we we can't be that good if we're not amongst it like people are saying for the Euros we should be aiming to win it and we can't even win the Nations League is appalling
0: yeah you're not wrong you're not wrong
2: I mean the four <laughs> nil on your tongue it's just ridiculous. Like, well this absolutely is it so, ridiculous. Yeah, isn't it? It's like, you know, you want to win everything that's available to you. And what Southgate, the fact that you feel like he's disregarding disregarding it. Who is he to disregard it? What's he won as a manager? He's won nothing. Yeah. You know, at least have something, have a spring ball to be like, look, you've got a taste of it now, go to the next level. You know, I get a bit annoyed when they only focus on one tournament, one trophy, and it's like, okay, you won it but you fouled everything else. I'd rather no, say it's like, that you mean
1: more yeah. clubs who ignore the FA Cup and think other Carabao Cups
2: <laughs> like that. Like, like I think as long as you like Pep wins every trophy, right? Or yeah, yeah, James have like, won every trophy and then you get like other seen Spurs
1: too. Spurs in recent years. I'm not going to say this year because they did get knocked out but it wasn't you know it wasn't as bad as previous seasons where they've played a lower league team and got knocked out yeah but they've dis- disregarded cups they've gone oh we don't want to win the carabelle cup why yeah. you've not won anything so i know we've mentioned spurs a few times but it's this, could happen to, this could happen to other clubs as well like everton uh villa to be fair villa have taken it seriously they've got to a final in recent years but this i'm just mentioning clubs around that that haven't won something for a bit and then not taking it seriously. Like, look at West Ham winning the conference league. Spurs disregarded it when they first got into it. You, you win a trophy because you're in it. You didn't want to be in that position, but you're in it, so go and win it. And that's what England and Southgate should have done. Or should do. I don't think they play to. They don't play not to win. Don't get me wrong, but that's just simply not good enough to be at a team that's meant yeah. to be one of the favourites for a tournament,
2: Euros, and then not... Yeah, and I
1: think
2: it should go for it, because so I look at I think, look, fair enough, if you don't win the Euros or the World Cup, you can say, well, at least we've won two Nations leagues, yeah. right? You know, just an example, of course that puts pressure on you, saying, but you couldn't do the big stuff. But it's like, well, at least he's got something, at least he set some foundation and it shows that, okay, we can achieve something. You know, treating it just like no like yesterday's newspaper wrapping it's just not i don't think it's fair and i think it's disrespectful the other nations there and we were taught a lesson you know against the likes of hungary so there you go
0: well there you have it that just about wraps us up for another episode as i said at the start of the show obviously this is the first time we've ever done this if you did like the episode please make sure to hit the like button share with your mates and give us a follow as well we do want to do more of this we do want to engage with our audience engage with our community and ultimately let you guys have a say but as always like comment and subscribe you know the drill